Hello, hello, hello. The bell has rung, and welcome once again to the Dr. Digital Podcast. Another great episode coming your way. Thanks for listening in. Let's get started. Chapter 12. Ring, ring goes the bell. Once the bus slowed down with me behind them, Anne saw me, motioned to Selena by using a circular roll-it motion on the side of her head. I saw that Selena had a video camera. I saw the red blinking light winking at me. I breathed deeply. What do you think now? Anne said, approaching my car by the driver's side window. I flipped up the automatic window switch, closing the window. On the shotgun side, Selena crept in and she crouched down to steady herself as she came in for a close-up. Katrin got off the bus, last kid to exit, with a bewildered look on her face. Selena's eldest daughter took Katrin by the hand and pulled her inside Selena's house. I froze while I heard the driver rev up the engine, a plume of thick black smoke bellowed out, and I heard the scrunch of the tires on the fresh asphalt and the bus lurched forward. Selena staged a confrontation with videotape, but neither of them touched the car, so with wax and the car's pain intact, I needed action, quickly. Katrin is attending another school without my knowledge. When is Katrin with you? Deborah inquired. Two days, Wednesday. I'll get back to you, she said. Katrin arrived on Wednesday, looking downcast. What's wrong, honey? I asked. Mrs. Beauregard does not allow us to pray, Dad. Why not? Katrin exclaimed. I'm working on it, honey. I'm seeing if I can get you back in your school. I didn't know about the new arrangements. This is a different type of school, honey, I said. Dad, there are boys in that school. I don't like school with Miss Selena's daughter, and I looked everywhere for a crucifix. None there, Katrin said. Katrin glanced over at our crucifix on the wall for reassurance. Sweetie, look, this is an unusual situation, and you know that, don't you? I said. Uh-huh, Katrin sighed. I can't promise you, but you are a Holy Spirit girl. Daddy is working on it, okay? I said. Mommy and Miss Selena said you're not paying the bill, Katrin said. She said I don't pay for the school. I am paying, sweetheart, but that is nothing for you to worry about. I'll get it straightened out, I responded. Once Katrin left after dinner and I checked her homework, I managed to catch Deborah. So, you and Anne never discuss schooling for Katrin? Deborah asked. You know that's ridiculous, I responded. Yes, I know. Simply trying to egg you on, Deborah said, chuckling. Anne is claiming financial destitution. She can't afford a private school, Deborah continued. I talked to Bill. Anne hasn't paid for school anyway. Once she separated that December, I started paying myself. Have since then, I replied. I recall a letter from Bill to that effect. This is precious, and they accused of acting arbitrarily and not including Anne in deciding where Catron should attend school, Deborah noted. Yeah, kind of like calling the kettle black, eh? I said. The mutual decision was made by both of you to send the schooled child to a private school. What Anne is simply doing is ensuring she does not pay for it, Deborah stated. Are you okay with that? You pay, and you pay alone? Of course. Katrin wants her school? That's clear, I responded. One parent cannot capriciously decide where a child will attend school. You have joint legal custody, Deborah clarified. Anne contributes to school life by baking cookies and buys the uniforms, Deborah continued. That's false. 
I have a receipt for Catron's uniforms dated 9-16-98, a date which verifies that I paid all of the uniform expense before Anne left the home, I added. So Catron has to leave her school because Anne and Selena say so? This is Mick, the doctor of... This is Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. Mick, as in Jagger, except he's got more money. Mick, the Doctor of Digital, signing off. The Doctor of Digital, like cotton candy for your ears. Deus Volt.